And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Hello and welcome to Walking Dead Wednesday number 29. I'm Chris Honeywell. And I'm here with the usual cast. I've got Mr. Sean Engel. Hello, everyone. And Dr. Bill Robinson. Yay! <laughs> Hello. What the hell was that? <laughs> and this month, what are we doing this month? We're doing the TV show this month, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, we're right in the middle of season two. Well, we're, we're at the beginning of season two. What we're is this, just the third episode of season two? Yeah. Episode three. Yeah, save the last one. Save the last dance for me. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. So we're we're so behind, and now there's another season just going to be starting before we even know it. In October, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, I also picked up the last book, The Governor Part Two. Ah. I don't know if I I don't know if we had mentioned that last episode. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. As soon as I read it, I'll send it on to you guys, and we'll do a show on the last two books. Because we did it on the first two, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just got to get these last two done. Which, I mean, we know how it turns out, but... Well, they pulled, a, they pulled a Harry Potter movie on the last two books, and they made... It's really yeah. one book, two-parter. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was, it was slightly thinner, too. I mean, that it, it was a fast read, the first one. I might have to skim through it before reading the second one, too. Although pretty familiar with the story actually <laughs> yeah, yeah all, all it really does is it, it just it, it's, it's sorry, like an alternate it's like an alternate take it's the it's the yeah. same story but it's like from someone else's perspective yeah so save it for the show save it for the show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i don't think there's any other major walking dead stuff going on um, well there there is one thing that i'd like to comment since we're talking oh, about the show okay. Since uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook this little post that uh, for uh, I could give a rat's ass about, but I guess people are questioning whether or not the character of Daryl on The Walking Dead is supposed to be gay. Did any of you guys see that crap? No, someone no. told me that Kirk, the, the way they phrased it was they said Kirkman's trolling the fans well, and, and, and said that it's that it's possible that the Merle on on TV, or not Merle, Daryl on TV is, is gay. And then I started, mm. then immediately I started going click, 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 click through my memory banks. So I was like, well, you know, they hinted that he and Carol hooked up, but you never saw it. Mm-hmm. And did you, did you like spit out a card like the back computer? <laughs> Working. And I was like, well, well, I was, the, the way I was thinking about it is, you know how Kirkman is. He's a crafty bastard. And it might be something he'd, he'd thought of, and it could be, you know, if it is, there's probably hints and clues all throughout the show, or at least from whatever point he figured, know, figured out he wanted to do it. That puts a whole new spin on that claimed episode. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it means it takes a little of the creepy factor out of his his episode with Beth, where where you thought they were gonna hook up, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but 
still, yeah, it's mm, a, I don't now know. That it might be Kirkman just trolling people. I'd be happy. It would be that. an interesting story because if he was, he would probably, I, I mean, he would probably, he had like an abusive father and and Merle, so he probably had to keep it way in the closet or whatever. And I mean, if you're in post-apocalypse land, and what it, I don't know what the percentage of the population that turns out to be gay is, but it's a fairly low percentage of the population, which yeah, has been thinned out considerably. So his ch- if, if, if it turns out that he is gay, his chances of getting lucky are down to almost zip. But then again, it could there could be a prison mentality going around too. So claimed. Was... <laughs> See that Jason. It's one of the, it's one of these things where they pop this pop this idea up that someone might be, you know, there's some, there might be something different about this character that's controversial and it keeps people I don't talking care. about it on the internet. I, I guess so because I I really don't care whether he's gay or straight. Yeah, it really doesn't sort of factor it, into anything in the story at this point. It's, you know, it's just it is like you said, it is just one of those clickbait things that you know makes people you know want to you know go back and watch the episodes or buy the Blu-rays, right? And go, oh, oh I wonder if this scene where he's doing this <laughs> it, it actually shows it. It could be Kirkman just having a little fun at the. Um, um, Dumbledore thing with J.K. Rowling, you know, where she was like, oh, guess what? Dumbledore was gay. So maybe he might have been at a press conference and just feeling saucy and just like, guess what, ladies? Daryl is gay. It probably wouldn't be a good idea to have Daryl be, be gay because oh. the ladies, that's like, that's pulling a lot of ladies into the show. It's oh, yeah. just like, it's just like Lost. They had it all planned out from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're all in purgatory. They're not the Walking Dead. Yeah, that's it. From, from the way the storyline looks like it's going, and from the trailers I've seen in the new season, yeah, it, there would it would. Um, I don't see how that would factor into the storyline. The storyline looks like it's going to be a survival storyline, mm-hmm. unless they just have like some like in the in in Terminus. They've got some overly flamboyant character. And he just looks at Daryl and goes, "Gay? <laughs> what? What? No, no, I'm not. Please. <laughs> no, Fabulous. Look at your crossbow, for God's sake. That's not post-apocalyptic gay. Post-apocalyptic gay is like the 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 Lord Humongous's gang and, <laughs> and, and the mat and the road warrior. You know, they're all sadomasochist up. They're they're butch. Basically, with the assless chaps. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> now, now, Just go now, kill them all. I love that line. Just walk away. <laughs> I'm a reasonable man. I'm formula. I'm watching all those movies again, and I'm formulating a whole theory on the Mad Max trilogy. Did you see the, that the guy? What is it? Uh, yeah. The the original actor from the first one the is going to be in cutter. the guy toe cutter. The toe cutter is playing the the bad guy in this movie, which that was that was the final puzzle piece. This is just a teaser. I'll do. I'm I'm planning a whole some sort of five minute freak on this, but that was the puzzle piece to my little conspir George Miller conspiracy theory on uh, the Mad Max trilogy. And mm. uh, once that happened and. 
because I just watched Mad Max. I, 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 I'm gonna shut up because I don't want to ruin any of my Hakamani uh, you know, theories. If it's a George Miller conspiracy theory show, if you can incorporate Babe and Babe Pig in the City into it, then Ooh, I can. Ooh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> and the Witches of Eastwick too. That's true. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Truth and consequences. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, it'll be done with like the, the guys, all the motorcycle guys. Truth and consequences. <laughs> so, The Walking Dead. Yes, oh, I've heard I had Francis one more... Ford Robinson that you've... Uh... But wait, I had one more thing that I just... Oh, okay. I, okay, go ahead. I thought of this today when I was driving around, and I don't know anywhere else. I, I laughed out loud, and I just had to tell somebody, and of course, it's in bad taste, so it should fit right in here. I was thinking about the Star Trek episode, The Cage, mm-hmm. or or The Menagerie, and how with, there was, um, you know, you had Christopher Pike was in the chair. Right. Does he not, did he not look like Philip Seymour Hoffman? <laughs> A little bit. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure now he probably looks I mean, even yeah, more like him. kind of does. <laughs> See, that was Walking Dead related. So we need to dig up Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is it is it too soon? Sorry, I guess. Hey, he's uh, from my hometown, man. He might be nearby. Beep, beep. All oh, great. Oh, they could have. He'll be in your living room have... in a chair, and you'll have a light hooked up to him. Say, you want anything to eat? Beep, beep. <laughs> Scott McGregor will come over and we'll drive him around the <laughs> drive him around the house down the street. We'll yeah, just tie his wheelchair to his back bumper. If they could only incorporate Philip Seymour Hoffman's scenes in, like, you know, the Hunger Games with <laughs> Christopher Pike's chair from the cage, <laughs> that would be so awesome. There's a crossover. We have over the technology. <laughs> okay. But again, The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, The Walking Dead. That's, yes, that's why we're here. <laughs> well, tonight we're going to cover, well, I guess. Tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, at work, wherever you're at when you're listening is when you're going to hear this. But it's nighttime for us, so that's what we're going to call it. Tonight, we're going to cover The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 3, Save the Last One. Or as I like to call it, Apocalypse Manana. Shane is lost in his thoughts as he shaves his head in a mirror. I'm still on the farm, waiting for another mission. Don't know when I'll be called out to do something. Something only I can do. I can't stand the waiting, waiting for the walkers, waiting for Otis. I see the reflection and I don't recognize the face. Cue credits. Rick retells a story to Lori about Shane and his youth and the good, clean vandalism he took part in back then. We don't see them right away as the dialogue is told over a scene of Shane and Colonel Otis running in the halls of the high school we left them in last episode, trying to return with the needed medical supplies for Carl. How did they escape the dead end they were in, though? Time will tell. Actually, (laughs) I don't think we find out, so who cares? Move on. 
Back on the road at the camper, Daryl tries to catch some sleep, but quickly realizes he is in the wrong place for it as Carol is sobbing and Andrea has gone all full metal jacket with disassembling and reassembling a handgun over and over again. He leaves and heads into the woods to search for the still-eaten, ah, I mean missing, Sophia. Private Andrea decides to tag along as Gunnery Sergeant Dale maintains his vigil atop the camper. Back at the school, Otis and Shane decide to split up to avoid the walkers. We need to go through those windows. Shane, my son, I won't fit. Instead, I will draw them away and meet you on the field. I have to help the boy and take down two before I try to jump. Otis shoots into the walkers, clearing a path, and heads to the lockers. One still came for me as I leapt, before I got to the windows. I shot it in the head, and I dropped to the ground, hurting my ankle at the bottom. Hope Shane is going to make it. Returning to Camp Foxtrot, or the farm as the Intel boys like to call it, T-Dog and the Viet Cong kid arrive with meds for the boy. T-Dog is still pretty messed up from that deadly windshield wiper knife fight he had uh, he had gotten into. They meet Maggie, the local nurse on the porch, and head inside. There the old Sawbones, Herschel, is giving Rick and Lori some dire news. He's a strong boy, man, but it ain't looking good, dude. We might have to operate without the respirator, bro. After this news, the two go outside for some air. Meanwhile, Daryl and Andrea are still on recon for bait. I, I, I mean, Sophia. Daryl still has hope that they will find her, telling Andrea an amusing story about using the wrong leaves to wipe your ass. Bravo, sir. Bravo. At Foxtrot, Debbie Downer, I mean Laurie, has returned and is debating with Rick whether or not to try to save Carl. Gee, bitch, maybe you should have thought about that before Rick had two or more blood transfusions. Rick won't accept Laurie's point of view of surrender, though. Shane, meanwhile, is between a rock and a hard place as ammo is running low. Just as it looks like the end, Colonel Otis saves his butt with a few well-placed shots, but in the process, uses up the last of the rifle ammo. Both head off together, still searching for a way out of the maze that is the high school. Carl wakes up back at Doc's house and remembers the deer, and then freaks his parents out with a seizure. Herschel gives them the bad news. He's not getting enough blood, man, to his brain. Rick offers to give more. If you, if you take more, you might go into coma, dude. Rick doesn't care, and another round begins. Daryl and Andrea come across an abandoned camp on the search and find a zombie hanging from a tree with a little poetry. <coughs> Got bit. Fever hit. World gone to shit. Might as well quit. Truly a classic. Andrea, not being one for poetry like Daryl, possibly now because we believe he's gay, tries to keep from vomiting. Deeper philosophical discussions ensue about living in arrows, and then they decide to head back. The junior medics at Camp Foxtrot are practicing stitching up on T-Dog. Glenn, the Viet Cong kid, decides he needs a break and heads outside where he and Maggie have a little chit-chat about prayers. Man, such heavy discussions, man. On the road, Gunny Dale has left Carol to search for the recon team. Dale thinks to himself as he heads out. I love the smell of dead in the morning. Smells like victory. Rick Delirious, after another blood transfusion, tells Lori to have faith and that Carl was trying to tell her about the deer he saw before getting shot. Rick, you're drunk. Go to sleep. 
We see another shot of Shane and Otis as they hobble away from the walkers, both of them low on ammo and limping along, a huge shambling sea of dead manatees surging towards them. Fade to black. Time is up for Carl as Herschel breaks the bad news. He's bleeding, man, too fast. Did you know that I is the middle word in pie? I need to operate now. What's it going to be? Herschel preps for preps Carl for the knife, but before he cuts into him, the truck returns, but it is minus one passenger as Otis didn't make it. Shane appears to be in shock. He said, keep going. He would cover me, and that's what I did. I looked back, and, and I tried. Rick tells his friend it's okay, that he did good. The recon team, meanwhile, returns to the camper with no Sophia news, and Gunny Dale decides that Andrea can have her gun back, and if she can forgive him, and maybe sometime they can go surfing together, because everybody knows that the dead don't surf. Herschel comes out with good news! He's stable, man! He's a little guy, but he'll make it! What do we say about Otis? Was he a fast man? Was he a fat man? I don't know. I don't know what to tell Patricia. Rick and Herschel go to break the bad news as Lori looks in on Carl. Shane passes by and she tells him as he heads over, over to go to the shower that he needs to stay as earlier he was thinking of leaving. Shane goes to the shower, still somewhat in shock. Things have come full circle now as Shane stares at his reflection but notices a chunk of hair missing from his scalp. He begins to remember. How many rounds left? Four, four, and you? Five, and one in the pipe. In a repeat of them hobbling away, we see what really happened as we cut between them and Shane now in the bathroom, shaving his head. And Otis turns to Shane. I'm bound to my last. I'm sorry. Otis is puzzled by Shane's statement, then gets a bullet in his leg. Shane grabs for the rest of the supplies as the walkers approach. Otis grabs Shane's hair and with a mighty yank pulls out a small section of his scalp as Shane beats him off. The walkers arrive at Otis as Shane makes it away. Otis' screams can be heard along with the horror. The horror. Shane stares at the face in the mirror. I'm still on the farm. The end. Are those human entrails in your footlocker private pile? Bravo. I try. I stumbled a few places. I'm sorry. Oh, Dr. Bill see, Robinson's Heart of see, now I, See, now I've got to go see Apocalypse now, because if not, you know, I'm doing myself. I'm doing you and your beautiful synopsis of disservice. <laughs> Well, there's a little full metal jacket in there and a few other movies, I think, that got, 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 got sprinkled in. But they, Gunnery they Sergeant Dale is, was my favorite, yes. <laughs> Gunny Dale. Yeah, Gunny Dale. Uh, so what did you guys think of this uh, this one? Well, it definitely, for me, cemented the fact that, you know, Shane should have died, you know, at the end of second season. Because I do not know why people enjoyed his character from going on after this i mean he was just i think the ladies thought he was hot and that's about i guess that's about all he's got going for him because as a character he's he's unhinged yeah (laughs) yeah 
and he stays around until essentially the end you know no spoilers here but he stays around essentially till the end of the second season pretty much so yeah which really is only how long was this season 13 episodes? By 13, so he's got, like, okay. at least nine more Oh, so he's got, yeah, he's got, like, nine, uh, yeah, ten more yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's still a lot that's going to happen. We're on the man. farm so. for a while now, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the farm. And this is, like, the welcome to the farm episode, pretty much. This is, like, laying a lot of the groundwork Yeah, for pretty much the next one is where the whole the, season. Where the, yeah, where the rest of the gang comes back to the farm, um, makes it off the road. But uh, I had forgot, again, after seeing um, the end of last season, again, Carol here, she's still such the weak character that she was in the first season, whereas you compare to her at the end of last season, which is what, season four, five? What are we up to now? Season four. Five's coming. Yeah, she was, she's such, come so far as as a character. Oh, yeah, she's, she's completely matured and hardened over these past you know i guess a couple of years not only tv time but show time as well oh yeah mm-hmm. yes, she's sarah connored up yeah especially right. you know that she can take out little kids at the uh drop of a hat now <laughs> Look drop at the flower, flower. <laughs> wouldn't we all like to do that oh sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Yeah. say that out loud oh no, not mm-hmm. but uh nice to see that uh laurie is still the bitch that we remembered her to be well that's uh, what i was gonna know. say this is this is where this is where the show this is where people started becoming hostile to the two female i guess leads you would say laurie and andrea started mm-hmm. becoming kind of problematic characters yeah because andrea point. can't decide if she wants to live and laurie can't decide if she wants everybody else to live right or who she even wants to be there oh carl maybe we should just let him die well Rick's andrea like, what Andrea lost her sister, but right. you know, I mean, Lori really is kind of. Uh, She's ready to chuck Carl to the weeds, right? And 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 Lori's getting all like, you know, this world is worth living, what we've lost and stuff, and it's just like, hey, look, Carl has a fighting chance of living. So far, she hasn't really lost. I mean, she's probably like everybody lost family somewhere else, you know, her parents and siblings or whatever. But her immediate, like, she hasn't seen her, you know, anybody that, you know, close to her, her people that she's been involved with get munched. But she's come out fairly unscathed. She thought she lost her husband, and now she's got got him back. She still has her family intact. I mean, her immediate family, not her parents. Of of all the people there, she's got the most to be thankful for, except right now for her son being shot in the chest. So, right. and and that one thing puts her into you know a tailspin. She's she, feel, you know, should we even let him live and and all that and and Andrea and then Andrea would just give up and even try to fight for the chance. Well, when Dale asks her forgiveness and she's like, "I'm trying," and it's just like, oh, you yeah. know, come on. <laughs> In, in in times like that, do you th- are people going to be that like just like I don't know if I still want to be friends with you, dude? You know, it's for being for doing the totally understandable and in character thing for you well, to do. I don't know. In the zombie apocalypse, I don't really think you can go around and you know I'm not going to be friends with you. Man. Right, right. Get, get over I don't know it. If I'm going to you know? give you for saving my life, you know, or you know, it's. It, it, it it's like she and she and Lori are and I, 
I think this is a weakness in the writing is maybe they should have had more I don't know how many women involved they had in the writing but I don't haven't seen any female names but no, neither have I it's like I mean well you think well the women, they're, they're, basically I think both of those characters are weak and not like weakly characterized they're weak they're not up for the zombie apocalypse they're they're Right. They're having the equivalent in zombie apocalypse of first world problems right now. Well, and maybe that's why they were written. Maybe that's where exactly where they. Maybe that's just exactly what the writers wanted and wanted right. us to actually be pissed off at them and go, "What is your problem?" But why take it out on the ladies? Why? Why does it have to be both the women are? You know, these these two women are the the, the weak links. You could have had a. You, you could have had it. You know. I, I mean, oh, I don't know. Cap- uh, totally capable of not having the metal. I you know, guess if you're, maybe T Dog, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. T Dog does seem to be. If there is a male character that that seems to be uh, ill-equipped for handling the zombie apocalypse, it does seem to be T Dog. Well, at least because, for handling windshield wipers, at least. Yeah, but doesn't. But the thing about T Dog is he's not gonna drag. He's not dragging anybody down by being the weak link. Lori especially is like. You know, Rick is the the sort of de facto leader or whatever, and she's just she's just on him. Even you know, no matter what, Laurie is there, making whatever it is worse for Rick. You know. Well, yeah, and he's just had what two blood transfusions, and yeah. she's all up in his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just never a moment's peace from that woman. Harcourt Fenton Mines. <laughs> uh, You've been drinking again. Rick Grimes. And, and you know. And have you been killing zombies again? It's just like, let's have an existential conversation in the middle of the pragmatic zombie apocalypse. Wait, excuse me. Let me, let me just pour some more blood out of my arms so I can just pass out and not hear you just at all. take a nice long nap. Yeah. But um, I thought it was a really, really good episode. Um... I think what this, what the thing this season suffers from the most is the the melodrama. It gets a little melodrama soap opera-y mm-hmm. in the way that the comics sort of did when they were in the prison for 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 a while. But right. pretty soon, we're gonna start seeing some of that gorgeous sixteen millimeter, and it's gonna start looking more like a '70s zombie movie. And that's where I started really digging the, the second season, where a lot of people started hating it, going, "Come on, let's get going, let's get some more zombies, let's move out, get to the prison, and and all that." I was I was enjoying the just the slow burn and the atmosphere. Hmm. Well, I think I think that's gonna be the this first half of the second season, Saving Grace, is the visual aspect of the show. It's going to really look nice. But yeah, some of the stories are going to feel like they're just plodding along, that they're I enjoy that of the characters or, you know, development of them. It's just going to be them having personal problems at the at the farm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a maybe they because this is the second season and even though the first season did really well, they're not really certain if they should invest as much time and money and effort into it. So they're limiting location the, shooting the and stuff like that. The budget has definitely gone down. Yeah, but but, you know. but 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 they could also maybe I mean one they have more episodes in this season than they did last season, so they had to have a little bit more action, and then they can now develop these characters more than they have been or try to. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think is, and I think that's why a lot of people maybe didn't like the second season or thought it drug out too long because you know Kirkman's getting a chance to get this one. He got Daryl to give a good long story about running away as a kid, you know, and and have the whole scene with the hanging zombie. Which is a great scene where he's just like, look at this. They just chewed all the skin off his legs. Yeah, <laughs> chewed and, all the skin and, off his legs. Andrew's over there. Bruh, bruh, bruh. And it was nice. It was a nice subtle. It was a really, that, I mean, that. Uh, w- w- I'm so a nerd to gore that I was like, oh, look, it's, it's you know, somebody with their skin chewed off their legs. But I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty gross. And every once in a while, you'd notice the guy's toes would twitch a little bit. And stuff. Was <laughs> I was great. thinking, like, what you know, like if he was to, if that rope, when that rope eventually breaks and he drops, if he, well, if his skin doesn't fall off and he just slips out of the noose, he's obviously not gonna really see him walking around much. No, no, he's gonna, no, he's a, he's gonna be a crawler crunch. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think gonna... what's most likely to happen with him is. Is his although he's in the shade, so the sun's really not going to beat on him that much. Yeah, but still, he can fill with flies and the mm-hmm. gases get to work. And I think what would happen to him eventually is his uh, like I don't think the rope would go before like the skin, the body, right, the skin, skin, skin his neck, and the off. weight of his okay. body would just probably pull his head off, and that would be yeah, because it. it's all it's oh, all just tendons true. and. You know the tendons and ligaments holding you know, or the just, head to your. Or he'd just be a, a spi- uh, He'd be like eventually just be a head with a spinal column dangling yeah. below it. You know, on a on a rope. <laughs> head on a rope. Well, maybe they'll they'll revisit that area <laughs> at some point. That would be nice. Oh no, he well, put an arrow in him. Uh, oh yeah, that's no true. Fun that's anymore. right. What, what waste of an arrow? Still say it's waste of an arrow. Yeah, because she didn't answer him. I don't know. Bitch, that's not an answer. Give me an answer. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't cut him down and just grab his arrow. So, but oh. um, I I guess the big, uh, you know, they really, uh, they didn't give a show us how they got because they were trapped, weren't they last time? They were trapped in like a dead end. They li- they were like, uh, they, yeah, they were like in a, well, they were they were they were s- they were sort of in a caged in area. Right, but I don't remember if they're. I, you know, I guess I could have just gone back and watched the end of the last episode. I mean, it's on freaking Netflix, but I just didn't think of that. It's, I think what happened is that, that was their that... original exit was that that was how they were going to leave. And they got there and it was just crowded with zombies. And it was just like, well, we can't leave from here type of I mean, thing. Because ne- next they're running down. We see them running da- down the hall as Rick and Laurie are doing the voiceover. And they're just like running into dead ends everywhere. And then next we see them, they're on top of bleachers in the gym trying to, uh, you know, that's where they split up and everything. But I guess, I don't know if we want to play. Do we think what Shane did was wrong in a pragmatic way? In a pragmatic way, if if the, the whole thing was save Carl's life. I mean, because both of them were not going to make it out of there. Right. They just they uh, weren't. Right, that's true. I mean, yeah, but it's still and you know, in Shane's mind he could say, Well, he's the guy who shot Carl too. Um, Sean Shane could have very mu- very well <laughs> stayed behind and uh been zombie bait too. Yeah, but Shane's not you know Shane's that's still, not Shane. Shane and Lori still had a little look between them where she was just sort of like, Thank you. And yeah. uh, and you can see he was just like, ooh, glimmer of hope, you know. So that's yeah. no good. 
So he was, you know, the thing about Shane is, is like pragmatically, yeah, it's a good thing, but we know Shane's losing it. So his motivations right. for do it for, you know, he, you know, yeah. Did he do it to save Carl, or did he do it to get in good with Laurie? Well, I think he wants to yeah. save Carl, but I think he thinks of it as like I c- this is something I I have to do to get in good with Laurie rather <laughs> than it's, save Carl, or you know his yeah. his motivations are all over the place, and not all of them are good. In the end, it it's a it's a good thing for Carl, a terrible thing for for Otis. Yeah. Otis didn't go down without a fight, though. No. Although, yeah, he did. He did at least. Well, and that's the thing, you know. He, he could have, <clears throat> you know, he could have shot him in the chest and, you know, made it made off with it a lot quicker. He just decided to hobble him. Basically. Yeah. Well, if yeah. he hobbled him, then that would keep the dead busy long. I don't know how, I don't know how attracted they are yeah. when something's done moving. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, he would have still smelled fresh, so yeah, I, mean, I think true. they still would have stopped eating him because, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to go by that, they would have stopped eating him as soon as he was dead, as soon well, as they, 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 they tore him apart, but they didn't. They just, ugh. Shane wasn't thinking straight because he should have been like, you know, throw, throw me the whip. No time to argue. He should have, he should have got. Throw me the supplies. Because he shoots him in the knee, and then you got this big guy with a backpack on, with his arms around it, and then you got to go wrestle the backpack off somebody who's you've just shot in the leg mm-hmm. and uh you know that sort of hamper that could have that could have basically just screwed both of them so he should have gotten the backpack first if he was being really pragmatic i think he was just yeah well planning is not you know high on the list of things to do when you're being chased by a horde of you know flesh-eating zombies so and and i think that. yeah and i think kirkman was also working the whole thing that Shane and Rick weren't too far off. You know, as a matter of fact, if Rick was gone, Lori was ready to replace Rick with Shane. And, you well, know, she did. Th- th- and, and yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Literally. She was, she, she was ready to just like, Doop. and, and, you know, uh, as we're going to see, it's going to be a power struggle now as, you know, Shane is the one who's like, I'm the one who's willing to go as far as a leader has to go. And Rick isn't. Mm-hmm. And and to some extent, he's right too in this. Well, and we'll see kind of how that plays out uh, during the mid-season finale. How Shane's aspir or Shane's desire to sort of be the leader and his, you know, motivations for being leader kind of works out with the uh, whole mm-hmm. reveal of you know that mid-season finale. And I think people who are watching the t- the TV show and who hadn't read the comics might, you know, I mean, from what we've read of the comics. We know a little more about Shane, a little more about Rick, and a little more about where the story's going. So a lot of people were thinking, hey, maybe Rick will be out of the picture by the end of season two, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there, there, a lot of the times, you know, if you logically, in the context of zombie apocalypse, think about what they're arguing about, it's like, Shane's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, even though Lincoln was the... Uh was the first build on there Burnthal was you know right after him so it wouldn't be too surprising that you know they could they could kill off you know yeah. rick's character and well that uh, was sort of in the group. that was sort of the conceit of it and people were picking up on that so you know yeah it could have been andrew lincoln first credit in the first season but by third season yeah it could be somebody totally different you know 
Mm-hmm. There was nothing to tell them otherwise, unless they got up off their asses and read the comic books. True. Which I, which but, I imagine a lot of them did, actually. I kind of like the guy that played Otis, though. That, uh, yeah. Taylor Vince, I a, think is his name. A very different Otis than what we got in the comics. Yeah, because in the comics he was a skinnier. He was a guy. skinnier kind of yeah. racist guy, like like not like I'm a fervent racist, but every once in a while he'd let something slip, you know, just sort just, of con- country boy racist, you know. Yeah, just yeah. a bit of a you know good old boy. Good old, good old boy, born and born and raised. Yeah, and 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 he was yeah he was a much more awkward sort of sort of character and he was around much longer <laughs> yeah well you know um um this actor i don't i don't know if we talked about it or if we even really saw it much in this episode but you know how how his eyes move like they twitch from side to side that that that's an actual condition that he has oh called uh nist or something like that and, and his eyes move Involuntarily on their own, he doesn't make them do that. They just do it. But it, you know, works when he's playing like a, you know, a twitchy-eyed or, or right. nervous character. <laughs> just works real well. Works out real well. That that's that's a credit cast. to him. Yeah, taking taking his you know taking his ailment, taking his disease, and using it as a positive. Yeah, Marty Feldman style. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Wattpad. <laughs> Thank you, Goof. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for giving the handicap work. Like, all actually, you know what? I think they uh, they do that for some people that actually miss limbs uh, because there was a. Did you guys see that prank that was pulled on? Do uh, they Darryl? really miss them? <laughs> I do. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, if they were never born with them, I guess you wouldn't miss it. But know. no, that yeah, I saw that. I know what you're talking about. That guy who was, I think he was like, uh, he was a soldier who lost some limbs in either in Afghanistan or something. Right. And you know he he had played a zombie on the show, and they basically you know had him show up in the hotel room. Of, it, it, uh, yeah, well, but where was it? Like in the uh, was it in America or was it like overseas somewhere? And I they were doing some Walking Dead interview, and Daryl's in there, and and he was like underneath the cart, like yeah. They brought in a they brought in a food <laughs> tray to his room, oh, and he geez. pulled out of it and. And, and he was uh, in full zombie makeup. And Norman Reedus was just like, ah! And then he was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he, like, jumped up, like, ah! <laughs> like, you know. I would, too. Afterwards, afterwards, Pulls out a serving like, knife, stabs him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Whoops. Got too into character. <laughs> but, uh... Well, that's not gonna... That's not gonna dispel the gay rumors that Norman Reedus is getting... Veterans delivered up to his room in a serving tray. Uh, well, plus he likes poetry. Oh, definitely gay. <laughs> yeah, that 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 just worked. I had to just weave that into my synopsis on that the fly. Obviously, obviously means he's gay. <laughs> Sad. Well, I don't just realized my last synopsis was in the form of poetry, so I take <laughs> it back. Take it back. <laughs> right, it was. <laughs> Oops. Uh, is there something you'd like to you'd like to share with the group, Chris? Something I'd like to get off my chest. Let me grab this washcloth here. <laughs> well, don't forget, oh. everyone, that I is the middle word in pi, <laughs> or it's the last letter in pi. 
Pie? Depending on what kind of pie you're ooh, talking. Ooh, ooh, you're so tricky. Ooh. Well, I was I, thinking Otis, pie, fat, Herschel. Well, but uh, Herschel uh, said that line. Oh, well. Or I made that line up, so I guess it doesn't matter. See, Kishan, the, the line in Apocalypse Now, which you haven't seen. Yes, I know. Is, well, well, come on. Tell me what it is if you know. No, I don't. Oh, you don't know. Got, See, I know I haven't seen it, so... <laughs> Oh, sorry. I, I was doing a Paul Spataro there. Oh, okay. You know, the words, oh, you don't know. Oh, <laughs> but, sorry. I'm, I I'm rest just, my case. I'm traumatized by Paul sometimes when he just jumps on me like that. Well, well that's, that's his okay. producer job. Yeah. No, but in the in the movie, uh, Dennis Hopper goes, <laughs> uh, he's, he's talking about um, Colonel Kurtz, who is Marlon Brando, and he's like, he'll walk up to you and grab you and say, did you know that if is the middle word in life? Dialectic logic, man. Dialectic logic. You either love somebody or you hate them. <laughs> All right, then. He's got a small part in that, and it's right at the end, but it's 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 pretty Quite good. Quite a piece of work, yeah. Uh, and pretty much anything Dennis Hopper was in is, and except for except for Super Mario Brothers, which was crap. Really, if you want to do yourself a double, double, triple, quadruple, exponential favor, after you've watched. Apocalypse Now. Find the movie Heart of Darkness, or is it Hearts of Darkness? I, I think it's Heart of Darkness. That's the one about the making of the making of by by Coppola's wife. That I she, haven't seen all that. Oh dear God, it's as good as the movie. Basically, Coppola almost lost, pretty much lost his mind. He pretty much, and by the time it was time to film the end of the movie, and they flew in. Brando and Hopper, who were both very uncooperative actors, it you know it was just it became unhinged. Mm. Yes, you know it's it's the it's a, a must must see movie. So yeah, so I've just doubled your homework, man. Okay, I'm looking at Netflix right now. Uh, Apocalypse Now and Apocalypse Now Redo or Redux or whatever. Yeah, don't do are that both, first. Are both on uh, Instant Watch. So, Ooh. so I guess for next uh, for next time out or the next time we actually record one of these, we'll have to we'll have to quiz you, quiz me on Apocalypse Now. So no, we're we not because we're going to record two episodes tonight, and that's true. You just it's not possible. <laughs> don't don't break the fourth wall yeah well how, is... what about when they wait till next month and we don't mention it okay well, <laughs> well this is the end I, I, I figure it's My going to break it now let's break it next month there you go then this is the end my only friend the end of our elaborate lives the end of everything that stands the end No safety or surprise the end I'll never look into your eyes again If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Strangers have 
Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, Soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this. <laughs>